Hello. What's up, Buttercup? Not much. Um, I've just been getting some chores done, doing some errands. I have a lunch meeting tomorrow for my future job that starts on October 2nd, which is right around the corner. So I'm excited about that. But other than that, I just got some some fun, super secret surprises in the works that I've been working up towards. What about you? Just working. Other than work though, I've had a big couple of weeks, honestly. So last time we did a regular episode, everyone knows that Jenna Claire was coming to see me and she sure did. We hit the town and it was so much fun seeing one of my favorite people. And honestly, my favorite part was just hanging out and being able to laugh because Jenna Claire always puts a smile on my face. So that was honestly so much fun. And that was Labor Day. So I had my little three-day weekend. It was so much fun. And then I worked for four days. And then actually last weekend, I was able to go home. And that was really fun just to hang out with my family. And the best part was just being somewhere where I knew where everything was and I didn't feel lost and I knew people. It was honestly like a 36 hour trip, so it was really short, but went there, had fun, saw people. Honestly, I was there for 36 hours, but I went out one time and I saw like six people that I knew and that never happened. So it was super fun. And yeah, other than that, just been working. And like Chloe said, we have some big secrets coming up. So just getting prepared for all of that stuff. Garrett, I can't even tell you how jealous I was when you sent me that picture at our favorite local Mexican restaurant at home. And you were just like casually here. I was like, I'm so jealous right now. But I mean, what did you get? What did you order? I got a lunch combo taco burrito and a mango margarita because a new restaurant that I found in North Carolina has the best mango margarita. So I was like, let me see how our local joint holds up to it. I finished my margarita at our favorite place. So I was like, okay, it, it hit. I was enjoying it. So overall, 12 out of 10. I mean, there's not been one time I've been to that joint where it didn't hit. So That's I love it. That's true. And also mango margaritas are one of my favorite actual things ever. Those are one of those weird things that like, I'll get a craving for it and then I cannot stop thinking about it until I have a mango margarita. Like it's just one of those things that once it gets into my head, it's not getting out until I've had like five to ten of them. Exactly. So you've heard it here first, guys. If you've never had a mango margarita, we cannot recommend it. Go get blacked out. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Well, I am so glad that you had such a good time with Miss Jenna Claire, one of our favorites, one of my favorite girls. I also had a great time with one of our favorite girls Labor Day weekend. Tori, Miss Tori Lee Fire, came to visit me. The one, the only icon, living legend, Miss Tori. How was it? Tell me all about it. We had so much fun. We went to a UT Texas Longhorns game, which was a super fun, except I was kind of sad seeing Bevo, like the actual Longhorn bull that was there trapped in a tiny, tiny little pen at the game. I was wait, like, wait, there's a real Longhorn at the games? Yes, in a tiny oh. little pen with people standing right next to him. And I'm like, that poor guy oh, wow. has either been desensitized from years of this abuse. And so now he can't even tell that there are hundreds of thousands of people here screaming. They were like shooting cannons. It was crazy because like I'm not a sports girly. So like this was the biggest football game I had ever been to. It was, it was actually really fun. But we did sit 
all the way up at the top, all the buck-ass way at the top, where there is absolutely no cloud coverage, no building coverage, no coverage from the sun whatsoever. But your girl thoroughly, thoroughly sunscreened up before we went. So all I got was a tan, no burn. But I, I actually got a tan and some tan lines. I was like, okay, girl. Okay, I see you. I'm but... proud of them. And of course, you know I loved the gift shop. Love a good gift shop. We love some merch. Love some merch. <laughs> and then Tori and I went thrifting. We went to a Goodwill outlet and thrifted in the bins and almost got trampled to death by people racing to the bins. So that was a fun experience. <laughs> LOL. I love thrifting. And a whole Goodwill outlet, sign me up. This leads me perfectly into Obsessed if you're ready to go into Obsessed. Take me there, babes. So... Tori was like telling me we need to watch American Horror Story together while I'm here. Me, Tori, Garrett, all of us girls were very much like, okay, at the end of the night, if we're not in like a party mode, then we want to like chill, chill vibes at home. Let's have a little drinky drink, maybe a snacky and watch something and do like a face mask or whatever. So that was very much the vibe. Like we kind of like went out and did more stuff during the day and then chilled at the apartment at night a little bit more because also it was Labor Day weekend, but both of us were tired. I still had just like come through getting like over getting sick and Tori works really early on the weekdays. So her regular sleep like cycle is to go to bed early anyhow. So neither of us were really in the mood to stay up late and like party. Anyways, that's a long winded way of me saying that she wanted to watch American Horror Story since it's spooky season officially, which, by the way, happy spooky season. Garrett's wearing his spooky shirt right now, and it's literally amazing. I am obsessed. I literally also have fall spooky vibes. Am I obsessed? I'm over the heat. Like, I'm all into that right now. Bye. Bye. And anyway, so I think I finished it. I might have one more episode or, like, half, half an episode left. But I watched the New York City season of American Horror Story. (gasps) Okay, give me your review. What did you think of it? Okay, so I have kind of mixed reviews because there were parts of it that I really liked and then there were parts of it that I didn't like as much. Like, I found it to be a little hard to follow at times and they had, like, a lot of different storylines going on, which is part of... It's kind of, like, part and parcel for American Horror Story. They usually do have a lot of storylines, but this time it was, like, a lot going on. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know why, but it felt a little bit more chaotic than some of the other seasons have. I to agree. Me. It wasn't as polished in a lot of ways. Like it felt like it was very like written and approved the same day. Also, I mean, I feel like with the first season, what made it so good is that we didn't realize that all the storylines were gonna intertwine in some way. But now that's kind of become their recipe, so then you're just expecting it, and you're trying to, like, figure it out, and you're spending more time trying to piece together what these little things might mean rather than just paying attention to the show as it plays. I don't know. I also, Tori mentioned this first, and I agreed with her. I think that it was a very different film style and, like, production and direction. Still american horror story but it was just a whole different style than we're used to and lastly i will say it reminded me a lot at certain scenes of the dahmer show with evan peters as jeffrey dahmer just the way like the gay club scene 
scenes looked or like the gay nightlife scenes and then the like hunting in the gay nightlife area like that whole thing was very reminiscent of the Evan Peters Jeffrey Dahmer thing to me but all in all I would say I would rate it like honestly like maybe like a 5 out of 10 because it was I don't love it I don't hate it I don't I probably would never watch it again I agree 100% this was like not my favorite season whatsoever. By the end, I was over it and I was like forcing myself to watch. So fingers crossed for this new season because we actually just got the first trailer for the new season and I'm super excited about it. It's Kim Kardashian, so I just like can't take it too serious. It looks like an interesting storyline. She gets pregnant, but like she's also obsessed with becoming famous. I'm honestly super interested because it can take so many different routes but I mean I trust American Horror Story with my life so I'm excited for it I'm really intrigued I'm excited to see where they take it like you said a lot of the promo is really reminding me of Hotel and it feels like almost a ripoff of the Lady Gaga character from Hotel Mm. just with like the long almost white blonde hair yeah and the black and the sort of vampire-esque looking scenes. I feel like a potential character storyline for Kim Kardashian is she might end up being that one girl in the horror movie, like the stupid blonde girl in like the stereotypical horror movie where she's just playing like the, what? And then she'll get killed, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I, I also really wouldn't be surprised if all this hype is for like five minutes of Kim Kardashian screen time or less. Cause there was also a lot of hype for Noah Cyrus to be on American was Horror that Stories. American Stories. That's what I was going to say. I thought that was on stories, but there was a lot of hype for that. And then she was only on it for like a little bit of screen time. So I don't know. I could see it going both ways, but then also I just feel like, even though I am excited and I hope they prove me wrong, and like you said, it's American Horror Story, I feel like they, even when they do things that don't impress me as much as, like, obviously Murder House is, like, the best, even when it's not on the Murder House level, it's still better than half of the other stuff out there. Exactly. Like, the other shows out there. So I do look forward to them proving me wrong, but I feel like with this delicate season I feel like it's all gonna be stuff that's been done before like I just don't see anything new coming but maybe I'm I'm like maybe that's part of the whole plan I know I'm excited it comes out next week so we will give you guys a review of the first episode next episode another thing I forgot to mention about American Horror Story the woman who sings at the bathhouse with the crystal headdresses and everything that's who I want to be for Halloween that's so camp. I live for her. So I love her. Is that all you're obsessed with? I don't think I've started any other shows in the meantime. I'm like, what have I even been doing? I don't know. I've been doing that. a lot of chores and cleaning, so it's kind of a blur. I love that, Chloe. I have a few things that I've been obsessed with as well. My first thing, a Trader Joe's sheet cake. It's pre-made. It's vanilla. It's so good. It's like not too big. I saw it on TikTok, and I got one, and... I cannot recommend it enough, so go get you some Trader Joe's sheet cake. Um, Second thing is, if you guys have never heard of Girls Next Door, it was an early 2000s reality show around the Playboy Mansion and Hugh Hefner's girlfriends at the time. There were three of them. And the main girlfriend was Holly Madison. 
And Holly Madison is on my TikTok because Trisha Paytas had her on her podcast. So she was on there and Holly Madison posted a TikTok of a Mickey Mouse dressed as an Egyptian because Trisha has this viral TikTok of her dancing as King Tut and like does this full little dance. So anyway, long story short, Holly Madison posted this and I was like, oh my God, iconic in the comments. And Holly Madison liked my freaking comment. Not she, the freaking Holly Madison. Like that's crazy. That's iconic. I have not told Chloe this and I have evidence. I will post it on the Instagram and long story short, I think we have our first guest. Holly, you have to do it. Holly, if you're listening, we'll be in contact i love you so much and i was just like oh my god i had to tell the besties because if you know you know like y2k is alive and living and she is the main diva of that generation so i was like oh my god wait holly madison is this real blacked out so much fun but i have to move on to salt lake city because we mentioned last regular episode that they were coming back with the new season and last week was episode one and actually episode two airs tonight and the girls are back i was obsessed especially because we have four housewives going on right now we have orange county atlanta new york and now salt lake city and when I tell you, Salt Lake City was a breath of fresh air. No one does it like it. It's light, but fun. They know they know the job. Like, they know the assignment. And that's my favorite part about it is because some of these girls just, like, have either been there for so long that they're kind of over it or they're new to it so they don't know how to do it. But these girls are just at their prime right now. And we have our girl Mary back. Mary is Mm-mm. insane because she's, she's already been awkward in episode one and already made situations weird and uncomfortable she's so good though because she gets the story going she asked both meredith and heather i believe what do you think about shinshaw being in federal prison now like she's locked away like what do you think and i was like you know what mary like you are the one girl that can do that and not give two shits like she has to get the story going, babe. It's like I want to know what y'all thinking about Jinsha in prison. So I want to know what you think about it, Mary. She's just a crazy one. Like she's just so silly. And you know why? I figured something out. You like Mary a lot, and you know who I think she resembles. Who you also like a lot. How you doing? Ah yes. <laughs> See, obviously, I'm not making it up because. She is so much like Wendy Williams. They've got the same, like, crackhead kook energy. Like, kooky, kooky, crazy. Wacky, silly. That's so funny that you put them together because I never would have, but they really are so similar. And like you said, they're just kooky characters, and they're just so different from anyone I've ever met. I could not imagine those two women sat down together. I couldn't. I'd be like, no. I couldn't. Even I love both of them and I couldn't handle it. (laughs) No, there's just no way. I couldn't do it. There's no way. But there's plenty of bad weather uh, with Whitney and Heather, so don't worry about that. Yeah. The scenes of Lisa just like going on and talking and talking and talking while no one else cares anymore and everyone else has moved on. I'm like... Oh my god and then not there's like i think it was in one of the ads or something i i don't think it was part of the episode yet because it was like one of those cut like trailers where they splice together a bunch of videos and there mm-hmm. was a scene of someone being like no one wants to drink your nasty ass tequila or something <laughs> like your tequila makes people sick or something i don't know what it was but something about her nasty vita tequila l o l literally so unhinged and 
there's no other housewives like it, which is why I think I love them so much. Also, I love that it always airs during this time because Salt Lake City is so beautiful and it's like snowy and just, it sets the scene and it really takes you to their environment. So I could not recommend Salt Lake City enough because it's so good. Dude, I'm so not cut out for the lifestyle there. But if, if Utah weren't so populated with Mormon people, I would want to be there in a heartbeat. It is like one of the most beautiful places in this country. I just know that I would be so unhappy living there for any lengthy period of time because I am just so like, I'm going to do whatever I want and I don't listen to people's rules and stuff. So I'm going to wear whatever I want and I could just tell in the long run, it, it just would not work out well for me. But for like a little Park City weekend, for a little ski trip. That's what I was about to say. We can go on a trip there. We can go skiing. Mm-hmm. We can make a trip by Beauty Lab, Heather Gay's cosmetic I, lab. I need that. I could use a little trip there. <laughs> LOL. But that was all I was obsessed with this week. But that leads straight into music of the week because I have been obsessed with some music, Chloe. Tell me what you're obsessed with. So, my song of the week. This is actually our first rap song, I believe, featured on EFBF. It is Last Time I Saw You by Nicki Minaj. Now, this is her brand new song, her first single of her new album, Pink Friday 2. So, her debut album was Pink Friday with, like, super bass, all of her iconic songs. So, she's tapping back into that whole era. And this honestly took me right back to 2010. She is like singing on it. She gives us a whole different vibe than like the 2022 rap that we're used to right now because a lot of it's very like loud and like talking about some sexual windows. But this was just like, she sings in it and it's just like, I love the beat. It's really fun. And I just had to shout out my girl Nikki because I love Nikki and we haven't talked about her yet. So go give it a listen. I could not recommend it enough. And now there were so many music drops over the past two weeks since we've talked. I just want to mention this and it might be my song of the week later on because it's so good. But Casey Musgraves was featured on Zach Bryan's new album. And now I don't really know anything about Zach Bryan. I just love Casey Musgraves. I was like, what is going on? Like, she's featured. Let me go give it a listen because I saw it on a lot of people's stories. And it's really unique, but it is so addicting, guys. Like, I listened to it once. I was like, oh, this is okay. But then it popped in my head again. I was like, let me go give it another listen. And then it's literally been like that nonstop. So, could not recommend it enough. Jenna Claire loves it. I played it while, for her while she was here. And it made history. Actually, the song did because this was Casey Musgraves' first number one on the top Billboard 100s. And this is the first country duet to go number one since Island in the Streams with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. So I thought that was really interesting. And I love Casey Musgraves so much. We're going to get into her one day, do a full episode on our girl Casey. But I just had to mention that because I'm so proud of her. And if you haven't heard that song, give it a listen because it's country and I don't really listen to country music. But look, I'm giving you rap and country this week. So you can't say I don't switch it up for you girls. That is pretty crazy. That's a crazy week. I know, right? But what music have you been listening to, babes? Well, I have been listening to some different stuff. But because we're going to be talking about something special today, I picked a song that is not our normal 
sort of jam. Okay. Really. So my song of the week is off of the OK Orchestra album by AJR. And it's called World's Smallest Violin. And I really like this song, especially when I'm just by myself trying to get myself hyped up. This a song really slaps and I really like it. So I love this song and just AGR in general. If you've never heard them, it's such uplifting, fun vibes and it really gets you going. So I they get me going big time. I love that. Great choice. And that actually leads us perfectly into the main course, which Chloe, I'm going to let you introduce because this is honestly one of the highlights of our friendships, but also highlights of my life. Like this trip Same. we're about to go on, like this, honestly, like I'm not even going to flex. Like this changed me in so many ways. And I think about it a lot and I cannot wait to tell all of our besties about this experience. So go ahead and introduce our main course of the week. So on Saturday, September 18th in 2021, Garrett and I drove up to ATL Atlanta with Jared. We obviously brought him to use as our Uber, obviously. Obviously. And we checked into a hotel and got ready for day one. And what were we getting ready for day one of, Garrett? What what was this big event in Atlanta that we were heading there for? Music Midtown 2021. And if you don't know what that is, it is a music festival in Atlanta, Georgia. That happens every year. And this is actually my first ever music midtown and my first ever music festival. So it was a lot of first, but I was super excited to do it with my bestie, Chloe. And the reason we had to attend this year is because the roster that they provided for us was, it was non-negotiable, babes. Like as soon as we saw it, it was like, oh, like the tickets are purchased. There was no if, ands, exactly. So it was time. We were looking forward to this for so many months, you know me and Chloe, like we were getting our outfits ready, we were learning all the songs, learning all the artists, just hyping it up. And the day finally came, we drove up, it was so much fun. And you know, any car ride, me and Chloe are jamming out, we had Jared, so it was a whole vibe. And it was time to get ready. So we were having our music on, getting ready, getting dressed, putting our outfits on, doing some photo shoots. And Chloe, what were you wearing the first day? Give me a little OOTD. So on day one, I was thinking early 2000s kind of style. Yeah. So I wore a purple tube top with some loose like boyfriend jeans. I wore a Von Dutch hat, which this was before the Von Dutch controversy came out. So I believe if not, I just didn't know about it yet. But (laughs) um, it was cute and just some fun jewelry, some fun makeup and... That's about it. What were you wearing, Garrett, for day one? I was wearing a tie-dyed bandana I made. It was orange and white. And then I was wearing, like, a stack of pearl necklaces with a white wife beater that I cropped with some denim shorts and some Air Forces. So it was really cute. Like Chloe said, I kind of tapped into my Y2K era a little bit. But honestly, knew it was going to be hot and knew it was going to be long standing and just moving around so we wanted to be comfortable and yeah we looked sexy and we'll be posting pictures on instagram so go head on over to efbf podcast but one thing that was really nice about just the way that everything happened was since the festival was broken up into two days day one 
was mainly just artists that we were like happy to be seen, but nobody we were like camping out for or anything like that. So day one, we were able to really get the lay of the land for the whole like layout of the festival. We were able to just like really have fun, like get some drinks, do whatever we wanted to do, walk around, like hop between different artists because we knew the next day we were not going to be doing any of that. So exactly. that was really fun. And one thing that just sticks out to me from day one was just like we were doing, you know, our little photo shoot and all of that. And everyone was dressed so cute. I loved people watching and seeing yeah. what everyone else had picked out. I knew that we were going to be seeing Ash Nico that day, which I was excited about because I knew that I didn't know all of Ash Nico's lyrics or all of her music. But I knew it was going to be like really cool and really fun. And it so was. And it made me like her music even more to see her live. It was so much fun, dude. Like you said, people watching was so much fun. And this was right after COVID. So really everyone was turning out. So everyone was dressed so cute. And the first act of the day, like Chloe said, was Ash Nico. So we got there, I believe, around like 2.30. We were like, we know some Ash Nico. Stupid boy think that I need him. So we were super excited. And we got there like 30 minutes before she got on stage. And there was no one really there. So we got basically front row like there was like maybe one or two people in front of us but we'll post videos so you'll see how close we actually were but we were close enough to her that i felt embarrassed that i didn't know her lyrics because she could see that i wasn't singing every lyric with her on yeah time. literally like, that perfectly. like literally that right before she got on i was like chloe like ash nico and like, literally just to chloe i was like ash nico pretending to chat like it was honestly a good joke i wasn't like ash nico but get chloe started and then it will become a ash and then, nico. literally within seconds it was like fire in a haystack babes it spread like wildfire by the 10 seconds and the whole audience is screaming ash nico ash nico we're as all, we should have been as we should have been hyping her up getting all the energies right and then her DJ comes out and plays her remix of Plastic Doll with Lady Gaga. Like that's how she opens her freaking set. She doesn't come out and sing this. Her DJ was just playing it and we're all like, Plastic Doll. It was just so good. And I was like, what are the odds? Like this is one of the songs that I do know by Ash Nico and it's featuring our girl Gaga. So it was so much fun. And then the blue haired princess just popped out. And oh boy, did she pop out and did she pop off. She sure did. She was wearing this, like, it looked almost like it was vintage lingerie. If it wasn't vintage, it was definitely designed to look vintage. And it was just like a paler, more like muted shade of blue than her hair. It was a very simple stage look, but it still looked super cool and super chic. I was just obsessed with her on stage. Like, I couldn't take my eyes off of her the whole time. Me neither. She had great stage presence. She was dancing and bopping around the whole entire time, and she raps. So she was giving her all she killed it and especially the songs that we did know we popped off i was out of breath babes i was like hyperventilating my side was hurting i don't know what was going on but it really put into perspective like drink my agua eat your food <laughs> be nourished because we're gonna go hard when me and chloe are at concerts we black out and i forgot at the time how hard we do go so it was super fun and then she ended her set and i was like chloe what should we do like where should we go 
And so we just sort of start wandering. Like, you guys know what it's like. Like, the crowd is dispersing and everyone's just sort of going in different directions. And we just start walking aimlessly in this one direction. And all of a sudden, Garrett was like, wait, Chloe, come over here. I think she's going to come out this way. Like, I think we're going to meet her. And I was like, wait, what are you even talking about? Meet who? Because it didn't even cross my mind that he's talking about damn Ash Nico. Yeah. I was like, mm, like, what are the odds? Like, I see, like, some backstage stuff over there. There's, like, a fence blocking it. But, like, who knows? I saw a couple people over there. So we went. And all of a sudden, we see some blue hair. <laughs> and that blue hair was Ash Nico. And Ash Nico walked right over to us. And obviously, by that point, there were people behind us. And there was a little bit of a crowd. But we were like, oh, my God, Ash Nico. Like, what the, like, what the hell is going on? I have a video of us talking to her. It's like a five second clip of us. I was like, you did so good. Like, thank you for coming. So embarrassing, but <laughs> it was just so crazy. Thank that you this for is... coming to my house. Thank you for coming to my town, my city. Anyway, that was so crazy. And that was the first artist of the day in the first set that we saw. And we freaking met Ash Nico. Like, what are the freaking odds? It was definitely the best way to get Music Midtown kickstarted for us. Like, what? Are... Like, what are the odds, guys? Like, that's freaking insane. But it gave us a few hours in between the people that we did want to see to go get some food, go do a little bit of shopping, people watching, photo shoots. Exactly. So all that that stuff. Get settled in. And we also knew that there was a slight chance of rain. So we got some like cover under some trees, but it wasn't like pouring or anything. So we're just chilling to get ready to see AJR perform and if you don't remember chloe just had their song as her music of the week so i was super excited for this because kind of like ash nico i knew a few of their songs but the songs i did know were bangers so i was really looking forward to it yeah this is one that like i i don't know how to explain it i had only like positive expectations but i was just like this is going to be fun because I don't know their music all that well, but, like, I don't know. I just knew it was going to be a fun time. I knew that they had a couple of bangers that are kind of, like, almost radio hits at this point that I really can, like, sing along to the chorus and stuff. And I just had a really good feeling about it, and it ended up being one of my favorite memories for Music Midtown all together. Like, so good. I was the same way. I had no idea what to expect. I literally went into it knowing a few songs and that was it. I didn't know what the people looked like that were singing. I didn't know mm-hmm. their style, their aesthetic or anything. So I didn't know it, they were brothers until we got there. That's what I was literally about to say. Turns out they're three brothers and oh boy, did they put on a show. It was so good, top to bottom, so much energy. The songs I didn't know by the end, I was looking on my phone to add them to my iTunes because they were so good. The energy, they were like interacting with the crowd. They had an amazing band. They had this woman, we think she was either on a saxophone or a trumpet, but she killed it. She was out there having her solo. She might have even played multiple different instruments. That's true. She could have. She could have been switching things out, but honestly would not shock me because of the talent that these people had were incredible and I don't know it was such good energy and like you said it really was a highlight from this trip. So one thing that I really kind of like felt and observed and noticed while at that show was just that 
it seemed like everybody that was in their whole band was definitely very musically inclined and very passionate about music. Like these are all music people who are interested in multiple instruments, multiple different things. Like I guarantee you every single person who's on the AJR stage probably sings, plays piano, plays guitar, plays five other instruments and listens to music like crazy too. Like these are just music people. And one of my favorite things that they did that I thought was absolutely so cool was when they played Bang, which is one of their big, like, huge hit songs. They did this really cool stage performance sort of thing where they, like, broke down how they created the song by each and every single sound that you hear in the song. They broke down, like, how they came to the decision to add that sound into the song and the different layers. It was so cool. It was so cool, and that leads into what I was about to say, because I don't know for a fact, I didn't check this or anything, but it would not shock me if they wrote and produced all of their music. Like, so much talent, and like Chloe said, all of their band members just have the passion and drive, and it would not surprise me at all, because the talent they behold, like, is incredible. Well, they that's kind of one thing that they talked about, like, whenever they did break down the bank song one of the things they were saying it was like it was just the three brothers hanging out in their family basement and they started making music because that's what they do for fun and that's how they got into this in the beginning because these are just music people so i think really they probably do write a lot of their own music but it was super fun and like garrett said it did eventually start to rain so it's kind of misting a little bit but with all the lights and everything that made it 10 times cooler and we had started at like pretty much the very back and by about halfway through the show we were at least like three quarters of the way into the crowd like ready to go yeah and i forgot this but we made some friends during Mm -hmm. ajr and they were like helping us like track through the crowd and get up to the the middle section but it was really fun and when we post videos you guys will see the lights hitting the rain and it was just like really trippy but just added to the whole experience it was so good and that definitely put us in a really good mood and really hype and ready for the Jonas Brothers to come out. I know, it was so exciting because AGR was right before the Jonas Brothers and they were at the exact same stage. So we literally just stayed put and we were just waiting for the Jonas Brothers to come out. So I didn't know what to expect, but this whole weekend was taking me right back to my Disney Channel era because day one and day two had people from that time. So I was just really tapping in and just trying to like, just feel nostalgic you know and just like like let our inner child live exactly best life exactly so the jonas brothers came out and chloe what did you think what were your thoughts okay so right now is kind of a weird time to talk about the jonas brothers because there's a lot of hot goss and tea and controversy but we're gonna step aside from all of that (laughs) because we're just talking about our personal experience from the time in 2021 when we saw them So, first of all, I was never, like, hugely into the Jonas Brothers. Still, really, I'm not, like, hugely into them. Yeah. But in person, I was like, okay, Joe Jonas is, like, hot, hot. Like, he's hot. Because I was always kind of like, eh, he's all right. Like, of the three, I always thought that Joe was the cutest. But in real life, oh, bitch. yeah he's cute yeah one thing that i found absolutely shocking like so shocking that it made me audibly scream because i was just talking about the jonas brothers and they googled it you know who's the tallest jonas brother kevin 
That doesn't shock me. And you want to know how tall he is? Five nine. <gasps> oh, okay, so they're tiny. Joe Jonas is five seven. Uh, I repeat, okay. Joe Jonas is five foot seven inches. I could stomp on him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Joe. I would never. But anyways, on stage though, he was really cool. He had a cool stage presence, and we're gonna talk about this again in part two because. There was another experience, which I found even more authentic to what I'm about to say that happened during day two. But Joe Jonas had like a tiny hint, just like an essence, a little taste of Freddie Mercury flavor in there. Yep. Like, obviously, he is not the same, not as cool, not as good in any way. (laughs) But... I don't know. There was just something about, like, he had this, like, swagger up on the stage or something. Like, he just had the attitude and, like, the rock star feeling. He sure did. It was very much Freddie Mercury. I think me and Chloe looked at each other during the concert and was like, wait, what's going on here? It was unexpected. It was like, whoa, wait. Wait, what? Wait, what? Are you Are you picking up what I'm picking up? And it honestly, it was to the point where it felt like Kevin and Nick were background. Mm-hmm. Like part 100%. of the band, like that's no tea, no shade. Like I'm not trying to disrespect them, but in our experience, that's how it felt. His outfit yeah. was amazing, Chloe. Like it was so cool. I don't even know how to describe it. He was wearing this lime green tank top with a suit, like this tan suit with like painted flowers on it, but it was kind of oversized. His outfit gave me very much like K-pop Korean male fashion. Vibes. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it, it was just, like, really fun and colorful and playful and unexpected. And it gave me, like, a K-pop star or, like, a Korean model or something. Like, that whole street style where it's also a little bit fun and, like, like hot topic or something. A little bit, like, they draw a little bit of inspir- inspiration maybe from, like, anime colors and stuff like that. I was so into it. But... He definitely also was the one who, like, worked the stage the most and was all around. But it was so fun all in all. Like, the music, again, not my favorite in the world, but definitely nostalgic. And Garrett and I stayed for pretty much the whole concert. I think we started walking out, like, on their last song because we were we knew that we were going to have to just randomly link up with Jared somewhere because he was going to be picking us up. And... We didn't want to do that with, like, the whole crowd of the day's people also trying to find cars. So we left, like, one song out, I think, and we were listening to it all the way to the car anyways. Um, And I honestly love that because we were walking away and I have Snapchat videos of us while they were singing. And we're just, like, in a big field by ourselves, like, running around because... We'll get into it more part two, but when you leave with everyone, it's hard to get out. And like Chloe said, we're trying to meet up with Jared. So we're just trying to make it as easy as possible, especially because we knew day two, we were going to be waking up at like six in the morning. We knew already that day two is going to be more intense. So we were sort of just like bargaining for that and preparing. We were like, you know what? We want to turn in a little bit earlier tonight, get like our outfits for tomorrow ready get our skin prepped and ready for tomorrow morning all that good stuff get showered because we had just spent the entire day outside so we got out of there 
went back to the hotel, gave Jared the lowdown on everything. Now, keep in mind, Jared's not just sitting in the hotel. This whole time, his family is from the area. So he was able to, like, spend time with his family while we were doing all of this. And he's already been to Music Midtown before. Like Chloe said, we wanted to come in early to get some rest because we knew that the second day was going to be intense. But little did we know how intense it was going to be. We had no fucking clue, to be honest. No idea. And that concluded our day one. We had to get our beauty sleep because... After an amazing day one, by the way. Like, just such a good 10 out of 10 couldn't have been better first day. Honestly, better than I expected in so many ways. Honestly, I could not expect anything else from my first music festival ever. Like, that was my first ever experience. So, 12 out of 10... And we had to go to bed because we were getting ready for one of the biggest days of our life. And Chloe, why would it be the biggest day of our life? Tell, tell me. Whoa, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. Whoa, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I gotta go. We both gotta go. It's time to go. It's time to go, besties. What an episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. We've been waiting to tell you guys about this since the beginning. So now you know, besties. And we cannot wait to see you guys next episode. Because next episode, not only are we covering a major main course We also have some special secrets up our sleeve, so you're definitely going to want to tune in next week. I promise you that, and that's all I can say on that topic, but in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at EFBFpodcast, where you can see all of the videos and photos of Music Midtown, and get notified when we post new content. We're also available on Spotify and Amazon Music. Like and rate and subscribe. Share it with a friend. And we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) We love you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.